Welcome to the HSCT Warriors Podcast, bringing voice to the journeys of HSCT Warriors worldwide. I'm Dr. Jen Stansberry Koenig, or Zen Jen, moderator of Meaningful Conversations and convener of community. As we continue to grow, the HSCT Warrior community, illuminate the invisibilities of autoimmune disease, recognize the possibilities of a future free from disease progression, connect through our shared experiences, and advocate for an inclusive society. We're so glad you've joined us. So thanks so much to Paul Wheeler for joining me today for this episode of the podcast that is uh, reaching across the pond all the way into the UK. Jen, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to speak to you. Oh my gosh. Looking, well, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks for just all your patience with scheduling and figuring no out, at all. figuring out how to Even make with this... all the time difference. We can work it out. See, right. anything is possible. Exactly. Possibilities are endless with HSCT, right? Damn right. And Never so give you, in. Right. And so you had to go to Mexico for HSCT. You, you were not transplanted in the UK, right? No, I didn't meet the criterias that uh, restrict you in the UK. Uh, and most of Europe and a, a lot of the states, I know, um, you have to have uh, failed two disease-modifying drugs, you have to have active lesions, you have to be diagnosed within 10 years, and you have to be relapsing remitting to start with, those which I failed most of those. Strict criteria. Apart from being diagnosed less than 10, 10 years, I was um, five when I... Uh, decided to do this. How did you even find out about HSCT? There was a program called Panorama in, on the BBC, which did a big program about HSCT being trialled in the UK, in Sheffield. Um, we, I watched the whole program. I got more and more excited all the way through it. You saw people walking after me in wheelchairs. You saw people uh, recovering in so many different ways. Um, and then right at the end of it, it said only for relapsing remitting. And at that point I had moved into secondary progressive. Okay. And so that was probably so devastating to hear. I was devastated. I cried <laughs> a lot. And then I thought, no, let's have a look online. So I looked online and then I found the HCT group, um, the international group. And then I found out about Mexico and Russia and the Philippines and the other various options that were around, looked into it, decided to put my name down and then do my um, checking everything out. Really, <laughs> you, don't, you don't give yourself chemotherapy without really researching what you're doing. Hopefully. So I'm one of those people that has to know to, uh, know to the nth degree what's going on, mm. uh, what's going to happen, what's going to happen next, then what am I going to do, you know, everything. Sure. What could happen. So... I put my name down first, then because I found, I, I'd noticed that there was quite a long waiting list, I thought, well, if I put my name down first, I get on that waiting list, A, I've got to raise the money, and mm. then B, uh, I can do all my research while that's progressing along the waiting list, which is how I did it. It's brave to do, right? Um, brave. <laughs> See, I don't feel brave. Um, I had... Be- 
I've been moved into secondary progressive. I told there was no disease modifying drugs they could give me. There was nothing they would give me to do with it. It was literally a case of um, the more I looked into MS as a whole, I decided that MS is progressive, whichever form of MS you have. If you have relapse and remitting, you tend to get the odd thing left over when you remit from your relapse. And therefore, if you get more things each time, you are gradually getting worse. That, to me, is uh, progressive. Sure, right. So they told me that, you know, there was nothing more they could really do for me, although they'd keep an eye on me and help me if anything happened, which really I didn't understand. But as far as I was concerned, I had a 100% chance, a 100% guarantee that I was going to get worse at some point in the future. It could be a year, it could be 10 years. But you know, at some point, I was going to get worse. So. When you've got 100% chance you're going to get worse versus what I found out was a 63% chance of stopping my progression at that point, I decided, well, it's a no-brainer. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Then I just went about raising the money. Right, it is. took it's a, quite a long time. Sure, but it seems like a no-brainer. So did you have complications or progression as you were raising, trying to raise the money? Um, a little. Um, I went from a, a EDSS five to an EDSS six. So I went um, to the point where I was using a stick all the time and two sticks most of the time, and I had a brace on my foot, mm-hmm. which I had a brace on my foot, and I used one stick for about two years. But gradually, it was just getting harder and harder and harder. And I had a lot of days where I would have to use two sticks just to be able to get anywhere sure so what were your main symptoms um tiredness it was always the worst um i'm always very tired but pain is the hardest thing to deal with and when you have a lot of pain pain makes you tired so therefore you you're even more tired i was sleeping about 18 hours a day oh my goodness um and the, the the six hours I was awake, I was in pain about four of them. So I a massive neuropathic pain in my shoulders, which I still have. They, they, that's something that didn't go away. Yeah. Um, lots of things I have been fantastically lucky to have recovered from. Yeah. But the the pain in my shoulders that that's something that hasn't gone away, and was fact was is is probably more often. It's the same level of pain because there isn't a level of pain higher than what happens. But I don't, I have it more often. But to be my choice of um, that pain, if someone had told me right at the start before you have it, look, if you go and have this done, you'll be able to get rid of the brace, get rid of your stick, you'll be able to walk fine. Um, and to, even to the point where most people won't even realize you, you have a problem. Wow. Um, versus but you'll still have the same amount of pain you know maybe more often well i'd have jumped i'd have taken that without thinking sure um, i have you know there's so many things i've been extremely lucky and i know and i i don't want anyone to think that this is what happens when you have it done because right. it's not right i've been extremely lucky i went to mexico hoping that i would stop my progression and I, I could deal with how I was and I was, didn't want to get any worse. So if I could stop it, I was going to be happy, but I've been extremely lucky. I've come back with so many things that I was struggling with 
they've gone away. Yeah. Initially, immediately, the, the first thing that goes away or went away for me and a lot of the people I was with is the cog fog, yes. the cognitive fog that we all, we all seem to suffer with. That's that disappeared. It's amazing, isn't it, when you can finally find that clarity of mind? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're not fighting to get things, you know, to understand what you wanted to say, to remember what you wanted to say, to, to be able to graphicalize exactly what you want with your hands or you know with your words you're trying to it's try to try to explain that to someone who's not had to suffer it right it's very hard but for someone who has ms and has does suffer with it they get that straight away yes you know take that away from me and it's like oh my god this is fantastic I, yeah. I, I suffered with a stutter. I suffered with a stammer when I got stressed. It's all gone. Wow. If I, it, before my treatment, um, I would not have been allowed to talk to you because A, I'd be stuttering left, right and centre. I'd sure. be struggling to get my words out and I'd be struggling to explain what I wanted to explain anyway uh, and probably forgetting half the things I was supposed to say. Right. I always said beforehand, when I wanted to say the word banana, I'd forget where I wanted to come from. And I'd have to go around it and say, that yellow bendy fruit. And then by the time someone went, what, you mean a banana? I'd go, yeah. And then I can't remember what I wanted to say in the first place. So, so frustrating, <laughs> that, right? That was the struggle. Oh, man. It's, that's, it's so curious that's, how the brain decides to make those connections or lose that connection, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just saw my neurologist uh, last week and she was letting me know like <clears throat> the lesions in the brain are so hard to map to any of the damage with MS because there's so much yeah. about the brain we just don't know. You could have hundreds of lesions and have no symptoms. And I, have, like, I think I had 70. Uh, yeah, it's unreal. And so I'm sure that's why you couldn't find banana. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, and, and it's, I've got one of these brains that's always able to sort of work around things and come up with a different way of saying it. But when you're stuttering and stammering, by the time you can actually explain to someone what you wanted to say, you've really got no chance of remembering why you wanted to say it. And half the time people wouldn't understand me and then I'd feel stupid and then I'd get uh, embarrassed. And, you know, and it, it's, it's a big dark circle because you then get... Um, really upset with yourself and you get very depressed and you, you go into that really dark circle it's very hard to get out of um, Indeed. and I, I've always expressed it that I went into HSCT looking at the cup half uh, empty and I've come out with it half full oh, and every time things happen and more things I do the more things I'm able to do that I wasn't able to do before that cup's getting fuller yes so you know, my life is fantastic for me in comparison, in comparison to how it was. Yes. It's fantastic. I still have things that are not great and I struggle in. But in comparison to how I was, yes. I'll, I'll take that every time. Every time. Every time. That's oh, fantastic. So when did you go through HSCT? In 2017. Okay. April, April the 10th is my stem cell birthday. Beautiful. You're just about six months older than me. I went ah. through October 2017. There we go. We'll have to celebrate go... half birthdays. Well, yeah, why not?
I'm, I'm always good for celebrating now. Indeed. Always, especially with that half full cup, right? Damn or right. Eventually the cup will be overflowing and then we can have a real well, tea party. That's all, that's all we go for. You know, right. I'm, I'm told that there is always the chance now, even though it's two years, there is always the chance that my neuropathic pain could still get better. Not yes. gone, but better, less often, not quite so painful. You know, I, I, I'll hold out hope for that. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to get depressed if it doesn't. Right. It is what it is. Sure. I know that chemo can cause some of that pain in your joints. Yes. And I knew it would initially. Mm-hmm. And I was told beforehand, obviously I did all my research. Right. I'm one of those. And I knew that I would probably be causing myself more pain um, by doing it. But I had the chance of not getting any worse. And that was all I went for. And that was all. I remember having a conversation with my five people in my group in Mexico saying that, you know, at the end of the day, if we get progression free, then we're happy. That's all we, all five of us went out to do. None of us were thinking, oh, I wonder if I'll get this. I wonder if I'll get this back. If that is a luck, that's a really, really lucky thing to get. And I have been extremely lucky. And I, I don't know whether to be thankful to someone somewhere, but Well, I'm just thankful. (laughs) Every moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the difference. It is. I mean, I I can't can't complain in anything. There's so many things that have got better that I, you know, there are silly things to get worse. Like I still have my chemo curls, you know, for a bloke, chemo curls. I had curls as a kid and I spent years cutting them out and keeping my hair short. And eventually... I got rid of those curls and suddenly I've got my chemo curls back. Yeah. But it's only hair. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my chemo <laughs> curls. They're out of control. I don't know They're how to hair. Them. Embrace it. It is what it is. Yeah. It is. Indeed. So I'm curious about why it was important for you to participate in the podcast. Um, well, you asked me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, I... I want to give something back. Um, I had lots and lots of help from people in the early days of trying to do my research, to trying to find out things. Um, something I've always said to the people on the um, international group, if you need me, just send me a PM. You know, I, I'm, I will answer. I will let you know anything I can help you with. Wonderful. Because I feel like you should give back. You know, I've had such a brilliant effect have been so lucky that I feel it's my duty to mm. help give back to those people that are looking to do it, thinking about doing it. Um, I, I've been there. I can give you the information you want to know. And I should. And there's lots of other people that do it. Don't get me wrong. There's tons of people that will do it for you on the groups. So this is another way of getting the message out there. Indeed it is. Yeah, because not everybody is on Facebook, right? Yeah. and. There are so many neurologists in this, this country that, as far as they're concerned, um, at the end of the day, HSCT is a hematology uh, protocol, yeah. not he- neurology. Right. So, therefore, it's not them. So, they don't know about it, and therefore, it won't work. My neurologist won't speak to me now. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm not even allowed to go and visit. Are you serious? Yes, but that's probably my own fault. 
to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't particularly um, helpful when I went for my six monthly review after having treatment and everything. Well, I walked into the surgery anyway, uh, whereas the last time I'd been in a wheelchair, mm. and I said, "So this doesn't work, then, huh?" <laughs> and we had a little bit of an argument, to which mm-hmm. he went from telling me that I was going to die, I was it wouldn't work for me anyway to he ended up telling me on that day that oh i can understand why you did it it's not something i can recommend but i, I do if understand why you did it and I, I i can understand why you would and it's like well you didn't have to make it sound so bad at the end of the day and now i'm not allowed to go there <laughs> so be it well, at the end of the day mr neurologist i don't need you if i if i need you i'll find a different one there's a lot <laughs> yeah nice knowing you no need to be nasty but i won't be talking to you again <laughs> so i'm curious about your time in mexico at clinica ruiz sure. and yeah. like your most memorable experience there what was it like to head to mexico finally well after spending over a year raising the money it was yeah. uh, it was a bit of a um, I think just paying the money before I went was a bit of a panic mode. Have I done sure. the right thing? You know, you don't know what this place is like. Um, I, am I, am I really doing, I've got no way of getting anything back. I, you know, it's just yeah. panic. Right. At the end of the day, when I went yeah. there, what a professional place. Mm. Um, I've never seen anything quite, well, I've never seen a hospital that clean. Um, I've never seen a hospital with that many st- staff i've never seen anything that was run quite so professionally as that they've been doing it a while so you know it's not some a new thing they know what they're doing and sometimes you feel a bit like you're on a treadmill and there's another load of people going in behind you but (laughs) at the end of the day you are not treated like that you're treated as a human being you are treated very very well i can't there's not a complaint i can have uh, about uh, clinical with apart from maybe my Spanish wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> um, I am half Spanish, so uh, I thought I'd be pretty good because I used to be able to speak very good Spanish, and I got out there and found that actually my Spanish isn't quite as good as I thought it was. But, well, you can blame the MS for that one. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's not my age, honest. But no, I, 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 I can't complain about anything out there. It was done so well. If you had a problem, you had phones they gave you, you could contact them straight away. There was so many different ways and you could get help if you needed it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and thankfully, there was only a couple of times I did need it. Um, I had some major headaches when I was out there, something to do with the Phil Graston. Um, and they got within... Well, within about six hours, I had this new painkiller, which was fantastic. <laughs> um, and that was all dealt with. And that's what you, you needed, know? yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really quick to deal with anything that comes up. You know, you send a message about something and within 20 minutes, someone's contacted you. Nice. So can't complain. Not, not a problem at all. Makes what about sense. a memorable experience? The people. The, well... The people I was with, my group, sure. um, are forever friends, and you know we still talk to each other all the time. 
on my birthday, which was last uh, a month before last, I got a message from every one of the people that was on my group. Wonderful. And if I see their birthday, I will message them. Um, I phoned one of them on our stem cell birthday because he was in the same room as me. We are stem cell brothers. My stem cell sisters, which are on our group, um, I contact them all the time. Uh, I met up with a few people from the MS, or someone from the MS gym who is now a really good friend. I tried to... I'm one of those people that likes talking to people. So, you know, I will... that, That whole group mentality we we actually got the whole you have a group of five but there are actually 20 people that come uh on the month and i managed to organize um a night at the top of one of the uh, places we were staying and we all had a meal all together all 20 of us plus all the uh group the helpers and everything so that was fantastic when we first got there we had a a day where you don't know anyone you don't know anything and we were the clinic we put us in a hotel lobby, you know, uh, and had a big talk about what we're what we're going to have done, exactly what was going to happen day by day by day, and that meeting of everyone was handled so well. You felt like you're all friends before you'd left the first day. Yeah, nice. Let alone a month later. So that camaraderie, I suppose, is the. Um, biggest sort of thing i remember it's like family right yeah yeah it really felt like it yeah it is and i I suppose even afterwards the people that came the next month they were sending messages how did it go last month you know the people that still sending messages to people three or four months later that were still going there when you see something about somewhere they've gone where you've been your messaging so you know i remember going there that was great we loved that you know uh, oh why don't you try so and so you know and it, it's like a, all the people that are going to make some is like a big family and i suppose the, probably the same happens to russia i suppose the same happens wherever you go but it was handled so well in mexico that will be an abiding memory sure that's beautiful so what were some of the essential components of even just getting there and that preparation to go from the UK all the way to Mexico <laughs> for this huge life um, opportunity. I think if I was going to change something that I did, uh, I would have done one thing differently, which I, I went out uh, in economy and I came back business class because I thought I might not be feeling so well. Uh, I sure. thought I wouldn't be. And to be honest, the business class is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me now whether I want to go, if I'm going feeling brilliant, whatever I'm going, I'm going business class. <laughs> <laughs> if I can afford it, that's what's happening. There you go. My God, that was good. Um, and it was much easier to deal with it because obviously you have more things you're taking with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're becoming back business class, with British Airways, they give you the luggage um, of a business class passenger on the way out and back, even if you're only going one way. Oh, nice. So luckily, we had the extra bags that we were allowed uh, as a business class passenger because I don't know how I would have got everything into the baggage allowance of an economy passenger, I'll be honest, because sure. you, you do need to take quite a lot of stuff. Although 
when I got out there, I then found that there's three malls. That, you know, there's so many places <laughs> you could have got stuff. Sure. But you need to be able to speak Spanish pretty well to be able to get them. I took Google Translate. Hey, it works. <laughs> you know, it, just because my Spanish let me down, I managed a way around it. Survivor mode, right? Warrior absolutely, mode. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, what has been the cost to other people in your life, like your personal family, um, as you've gone through this journey? Hmm. I don't quite know that. I suppose most of my family were in, uh, in straight into fundraising mode mm. uh, for over a year. Everything. Wow. I felt like I was, I felt like I was using them for, for, and I know that's what they wanted to do and they insisted to do it, but it, you kind of, when it's over weeks, over weeks, over weeks, you start feeling Oh my God! I, you know, I shouldn't be keep asking them to do things. Is there anyone else I could ask? And you, you right. get to a limit of how many friends and relatives you can find to help you. Um, and luckily, I found a few other ways of um, raising money, which some of my family were in really good places that they could do certain things that some people might not be able to do. Sure. Um, you know, my, my sister did a, um, uh, a MS fest and we had local bands and, uh, you know, um, big festival for the weekend because mm -hmm. she used to work in this sort of farm and the farmer said, yeah, go on, crack on, use the fields and everything and, you know, do what you can. Nice. So she did. And she organised adverts and the local radio involved, the local newspapers involved. And she's 250 miles away from me. I had oh. to travel to go to it, um, which I actually did in a really weird way because my, a lot of my friends here pushed me in my wheelchair from my home to uh, a bridge that goes over a big river, which is 150 miles away. Oh, my goodness. So it was a marathon a day. Wow. To get there. And they pushed me. And was that, time. was that a fundraiser as well? And we fundraised all the way along. Wow. Uh, we all had um, orange t shirt, MS Orange, saying um, Paul's journey to Mexico to, to halt MS. We had buckets and, you know, everything we could think of. And you have to to raise that sort of money. Yes, indeed. And obviously, coming from the UK, you've got that extra flight costs and the, that mm -hmm. sort of side of things mm -hmm. you've got to think about as well. That's phenomenal. Um, you had such tremendous support from your community and your friends. I, I was extremely lucky, and I, I am so thankful and have been thankful all the time because without them, I, would, I got my life back. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, don't we all deserve to know about it? before we get so bad off that we cannot recover and yes. or struggle to yes. recover even more. Boy, do I wish I'd found out about it, you know, three or four years before, before right. the neuropathic pain got so bad. Sure. Get on with it beforehand. You know, get on with it. Yes. 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 But how great yeah. that for you to raise awareness for 150 miles being pushed in a wheelchair, carrying, I can just yeah. picture this. Do you have videos of that? That must have been an amazing experience. I have photos of it. I never, we never took videos, would you believe? 
Um, mainly because everyone was too tired to hold a camera. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and I was the only one that wasn't that tired because I just sat down. Right. No, I didn't. I, I insisted that every person that went with us had um, a mile in the wheelchair because oh, I wanted cool. to prove to everybody what it's like and the way people react to you when it's you're so, the person in the wheelchair. Yes. And the only way I could make them understand was to make them sit in the wheelchair. Be that person in the wheelchair. Uh, it yeah. is so and amazing. It opened, it opened a lot of people's eyes. And, you know, it's something I think a lot of people don't understand the different reaction you get when you're the person in the chair. And it's, yeah. it's good for people that don't understand it to try it and see what happens. And over that sort of distance, you can make them, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, so it, was, I mean, it was really good. Did any of them have aha moments or like epiphanies where they realized? Yeah, I, there was one guy I remember saying to me, I am never, ever going to walk past someone in a wheelchair without saying hello and looking them in the face. Oh, that's beautiful. And that, to me, made it all worthwhile. Oh, yeah. It was worth forcing some of them to do it. It was worth it just to get that reaction. No one chooses to Now be you there. understand. Yeah, no one chooses to be there, and we are still all exactly. human. Exactly. We're all just trying to figure it out. That's yeah. beautiful. So I was, I was very chuffed when he told me that. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> Sorry, chuffed doesn't translate very well, does it? I just remember. I that. love it, though, because it does. <laughs> My husband played soccer in college, and there was someone from the UK who he said chuff all the time. So, <laughs> but and I use that. I think, I think anyone that, uh, is in the MS gym uh, that has seen my comments normally I use the word chuffed all the time just because it does confuse the old person and then <laughs> there are 30 comments underneath of people explaining what it means because um, I just find that funny so I just keep doing it <laughs> it is funny I love it so what about advice that you could offer other people based on your experience going to Mexico or with HSCT in general what could Research. you offer yeah, research it properly. Mm. Do not turn up. And I have seen people there that didn't know what we were doing next. Which, okay, if you've got enough money to just do that, I suppose you just have to go on pure faith that it's going to work. work. Right. That's fine. I'd like to know my percentages. I'd like to know um, what I'm going to go through before... I run, I have a chance of doing it. No one should walk into HSCT uh, not knowing that there is a risk. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's more of a risk just driving down the road or, you know. I, I, my biggest risk was flying to Mexico. Yes. That was a higher risk than anything going wrong. But Absolutely. don't think there's not a risk because there is. It's a very small one, but there right. is. Right. You know, so. Do things eyes open. Yeah. Understand it. You're not going to get there worried about well, why. Why is that happening? Why is this happening? You're already going to know what to expect. Yeah. You're going to know what to expect, and when little niggles happen, you're going to think, okay, well, that's not what I was expecting, but I was told it might happen because yes. you've done your research. So find out. Um, anyone who wants to know, please get in someone touch with someone who's been. Brilliant. Don't walk in blindfolded. 
for me, I couldn't give myself chemotherapy <laughs> without knowing everything. Mm. But that may just be me. I may just be one of those pernickety people. Maybe. And I, and I probably know I am, actually, to be fair. But um, I don't think anyone should walk in with their eyes blind. closed. Yeah, blind to it. That would be advice. my biggest advice. Um, I suppose the next one is be happy. Get out there. Enjoy yourself. Have a great time. It's a fantastic country. Um, you will see things that you won't see at home. Mm. Why, why would you not try and see as much as you can? Yes, okay, you're going to a city, not a countryside, not a beach resort. But you're still in a completely different country. <laughs> Learn about it, find out about it, do whatever you can, do everything you can. How often are you going to go? Right, explore. Learn I'm not the culture. the sort of person Just... that has enough money to go back there again. So that was my trip to Mexico, and wow. I enjoyed myself. And because of that, I think you've come away with a really positive mindset. You have to be positive. Be positive about everything. I, I, I am one of those people that probably makes, is a bit too positive and can be a little bit over the top maybe, but yeah. I'm happy. I make a lot of people happy because I try and be happy. I, do, I, I don't, I treat people like I expect to be treated. Yes. So I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't have a nasty bone in my body. I just want to have fun. At the yeah. end of the day, I'd rather have fun in my life than I would have uh, depression. Or, or stress. Um, or stress or, yeah. or just be angry. Or, yeah, I don't do any of that. No. I just have a laugh. I have fun. Well, I think it's an essential component of going into HSCT, right? Which is this serious Absolutely. medical The happier procedure. you are, yeah. the happier you are, the quicker your body responds. I'm sorry, that's how I feel. You want to look on the dark side of things, you're only ever going to see the dark side. Yes, agreed wholeheartedly. So it doesn't matter how good things happen, you're still going to see the worst part of it. So I'd rather look on the light side, be happy about it, and be overreactive about everything. Great. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying my life. So, you know, do it however you want to do it. But that would be my, my advice. That's beautiful. It's, well, that's the karma you put out in the world, right? And that's the karma that Absolutely. comes back to you, right? Yeah. If you can emanate the positive and radiate all the good things and express gratitude as you have, that will all come back. Oh, I am so happy and so thankful. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to enjoy it. You know, it's, it's a, a hard thing to do, but why not enjoy as much as you can? I know people that went out and uh, um, weren't, didn't have um, the best reaction to things. And the people I look up to are the people that have reactions like that. And I still see them sat there with, with a big smile on their face, taking the mickey at me. Well, great. You know, um, if you can be happy in that, react, in that situation, I, I'm just so gobsmacked about that sort of thing. Sure. So switching gears a little bit. Sure. Is there a superpower that you've gained from your experience with HSCT? <laughs> A superpower. Abundant joy. I mean, it seems as though you've been joyful for a long time. Unfortunately, I can't 
see through things or you know move at a, a massive speed or fly or anything right. like that but you know I'm I I I will always be happy and uh, uh my superpower god I can't think of a superpower I, I don't need one my superpower is being able to uh walk down the road without anyone going oh, what's wrong with him is he drunk mm. you know that's my superpower um, because I can turn around to them and go, actually, yes, I am. But that's, that's another <laughs> kettle of fish. I can go dancing. I went dancing. That's my superpower. Amazing. I went dancing. Not a slow dance. I didn't have to hold on to someone. I danced. I danced to some uh, rock music. I've danced to some... I went to two weddings, and I've danced. <laughs> and I love it. I'm not, I'm not the most rhythmic person. That may be said, and probably anyone who's seen me dance would say it. But because I don't care, I just dance. Nice. That's beautiful. What a gift, right, to be able to embrace that. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. And so much fun. So you That's mentioned... The important thing. Right, having fun, right? Yep. So is there anything holding you back from sharing that with others? No, I don't hold back, sorry. No stick anymore, no wheelchair anymore. No, no stick, no wheelchair, no brace on my foot. Um, I don't have to hold things, hold the wall to get to places. I don't, um, things I always used to do. And not because I actually necessarily needed to, but in case I did. You know, I always covered myself by making sure I, there was a place I could hold and mm. something I could grab or um, or making sure there was someone in front of me that I could put my hand on the shoulder or, you know, yeah. if necessary. Not because I did need to. It's just you get to the point where you just cover everything. And I don't need to do that now. I can go out with um, my my kids and do things that I used to have to watch from the sidelines. And I don't have to do that anymore that as a as a father and now a grandfather is something that I can't, I can't get back so to have that back have it taken away from me was horrible and took a long time to deal with to have it back is didn't take very long to deal with trust me sure <laughs> i went camping you know the the year after my treatment i went camping i haven't been again since but it's just think, and I went with my with my son. Nice, you know. And I will be taking my granddaughter when she's old enough to go camping, because I'm still going to be able to do it. Yeah, you will. You will still be able to do it. And I hadn't gone for six years, so. That's fantastic. It is. My life is totally different to how it was. Isn't it amazing? Because when you're stuck in that uh, cycle of depression, like we talked about, and just that dark cloud <laughs> hanging over you, yeah, like you can't see your way out, right? No, you can't see a way out of it. And everything makes it worse. Um, and you then see things that you wish you could do rather than you, you lose the ability to try. Mm or I did, I got to the point of not trying to do them because I, as far as I was concerned, I can't do it. 
Whereas now, A, I can do it. And if I can't do it, I'll have a go. Yeah. Um, I've been caving with a friend that came over from the States from the MS gym. And we went caving. Me going into a really small, unlit or very badly lit area with uneven floor before I went to have my treatment. No, I wouldn't even have attempted it, let alone um, would I be able to do it. I would have just said no. Now I do it. Um, You know, I can't think of anything that I wouldn't try, really. Not at all. Because that's now my mindset. Why not? It's what I say to people about when they say about whether they should have HCT or to have a go at the MSG. Why not? What are you to lose? What and what could you gain if you if you were lucky enough to try? Yeah, it's like a whole world of possibility that's like just within reach if people just yeah. give it a try. Yeah, got to be done. So. What are you grateful for about your experience with HSCT that maybe has gone unspoken? Um, I'm grateful for all the people that helped me raise the money to be able to do it. Yeah. That didn't necessarily think it would do anything, but you know, they still put themselves out there to help, you, help yeah. me get there. Mm. I'm grateful to people that I put um, my story went out in a paper, a local paper, and there were there, there was money that was put on my GoFundMe page by people I don't know to this day. Oh. lots of a lot of money was put onto it that I don't know who they are in small amounts by people that were obviously readers of the paper. You know, it makes you re believe in humanities. Um, compassion. Yes. I think that's something that a lot of people kind of don't think about anymore. That's There's the too truth. much badness in this world that, to find stuff that's that nice and that good. Well, the media tends to focus on all the bad, right? Of course. To of keep course. us all living in fear, to keep us yeah, and you, separated and divided. People, and people is- get scared. They're more likely to buy the paper. <laughs> Right. Well, and so that's the beautiful thing I think about HSCT is finding that connection and community and family, as we've talked about, just that instant connection that you find with the people that you're going through it with. And then those, those sustained connections for life, right? Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely for life. That's that second chance of life. Not not a chance that they won't be. I don't care where they are around the world. You'll find them. Because they are separate, you know. Even the groups I went with, um, there was a couple of people on the uh, twenty, and there was one person in my five who's from the UK, Canada, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, um, US. Um, there was more US people than uh, others because obviously it's the closest Close, place. Right. Um, there was. Australians so you know it's pretty spread but it's unfortunate that you didn't you know even qualify in Sheffield um but fortunate at the same time that you found the family you did in Mexico yeah I mean it, it's unfortunate you with, with the UK um the 
uh, NHS, National Health Service is free. So have I qualified? It's a free thing. Mm -hmm. So unlike, um, I know with the US, you you have a cost anyway, which a lot of insurances will cover and stuff. But um, the difference for me, if I'd been able to have it done in this country, would have been a lot of money. Right. And not having to wait the year and a half to yeah. raise it. So, yeah, it was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, I did something that um, at the time, I believe, was around about 1,500 people in the world have done. Well, you know, that's something to think about myself. That's, right. that's something to be proud of. Well, yes. great. Um, you know, why not? It's... And all the people that have had it done and are having it done are, are still, there are very, very few people around the world that have to have it done or are waiting to have it done or thinking about having it done. There's still a massive population of MS sufferers that never even heard of it. Right. Which, considering the reaction I've had from it, I think is terrible. Yes. It's criminal. In my mind, it's criminal. Right? Absolutely like, criminal. People who are suffering with autoimmune disease deserve to know that this is an option. Yeah. Definitely. It's, one of, it's one of the goals of the podcast. And it's amazing that you were able to help bring that awareness during your fundraising, even though it took you longer, right, in order to raise the funds to get there. Kudos of to course. you for wearing those orange shirts and being pushed for 150 miles is amazing to get there because that's bringing I'm, awareness right at the end of the week looking back and thinking oh my god they just pushed me 150 miles in a wheelchair amazing i went across this massive long bridge in a wheelchair and how many people did that not many so it's lots of things i'm very proud of and lots of things sure. Uh, bring good memories it's awful that we had to do it yes <laughs> and it's awful that lots of people around the world are having to do it to raise money to be able yes. to do it yes when when for me how much does it cost to pay for uh an ms sufferers disease modifying drugs for a year right you know in 18 months it's possibly around about the same cost right so why would you not do that and stop them having to use these disease modifying drugs for the rest of their life? Right. And suffer. It doesn't make sense to me. No. As a logical person, it really doesn't make sense. No. I know why and I understand why and I'm not going to get into that conversation because it's something else that irritates me and really frustrates me. Well, and it gets to that negative, right? And if we're focused on positive. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's a fantastic thing that, you know, let's say we only get 63% of people uh, or are progressives. Sorry, we only, that 63% is for progressives, not right. for relapsing. <laughs> 63% of progressives um, all have this treatment and 63% of them don't get any worse. Right. Is that not a crazy thing not to do? Yes. It's a tremendous possibility that more people do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The more people have found out, but the more people have it done, the more people in this world will have better outcomes than they will have if they don't have it. Agreed. 
Agree. I'm glad we're on the same page, even though we're not on the same continent. We're on the same page. <laughs> we're we're across that little, that little pond in the way. Yeah. Nice to be in the family with you and on that same page. Absolutely. Thanks so much for participating in the podcast. It's no problem. been such a joy talking with you because your joy is certainly abundant and <laughs> emanating from you, radiating. It has to be done. It has to be present. that way for everybody. The more people that have this treatment, the more joy there will be. Yes. Thank you for that inspiration. (laughs) It's brilliant. And it is a necessary message for so many to hear. So thank you for sharing it. No problem at all. You take care. I'm so glad to have spoken to you. Thank you kindly. Be happy. Yes, you too. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Bye. Be sure to visit our website, hsctwarriorspodcast.com, where you can find notes from today's episode, submit ideas or feedback, and access the latest HSCT research and resources. Special thanks to musical genius Bill Allitzhauser for sharing his superpowers to create the soundtrack, edit, and produce the audio to make this podcast possible. You can find us both when you subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. It's been great to connect with warriors worldwide, and we would love to hear from you about how the podcast has helped your journey with autoimmune disease. Take a moment, share your story. We'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, we hope you'll tune in next Wednesday for another episode highlighting another HSCT warrior. Until then, be a snowflake and embrace your superpowers. Be kind, be well.